0: Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. guest today is Judy Germano. Judy is a nationally recognized a leader on cybersecurity and privacy issues. She is adjunct professor at the NYU School of Law and a senior fellow at the NYU Center for Cybersecurity. Judy also is the founder of Germano Law, which serves to advise privately and publicly held companies on cybersecurity issues. She counsels senior executive and corporations on manners of corporate governance, international investigations and crisis management and criminal as well as civil defense. Judy has published many articles on cybersecurity and previously served as the Chief of Economic Crimes at the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of New Jersey. Wow. Welcome, Judy. I am overwhelmed and impressed by your background. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm delighted to be here with you.
0: Judy, cybersecurity is a very specific type of law practice. What inspired you, I mean, to take an interest in this field? You know, I know that enter law, but this is for, especially as a woman, to enter this type of field. What was the journey that took you to this?
1: Well, um, before starting my own cybersecurity law practice, I was a federal prosecutor at the U.S. Attorney's Office in New Jersey for 11 years. And part of my time there included overseeing uh, cybersecurity as well as security other financial fraud cases. I realized at the time that cybersecurity was only going to become a bigger and bigger problem and our nation's companies didn't really know how to think about proactive measures that they needed to be taking for cybersecurity and also when and how to work with the government. So I started my own firm in 2013, and about a month later, the target breach happened, and then there was Anthem and Home Depot and the Office of Personnel Management, and one after the other, uh, this has rung true, that it has just become a, a growing problem of concern for our country.
0: And your expertise, not as a cliche, but right place at the right time. But you know, Judy, you're one of the few women, a, a real minority in this area. What is it that you can tell us about? What do you think the reason that more women are not entering um, such a valued and, and in-demand field? I mean, this is something that's never going to go away. We have to address this. And I, I don't know a firm or an institution from nonprofit to huge corporations that are not having to really spend the time and energy and effort to address these issues and yet there seems to be a minority of women. What is it that you think the reason women aren't going in and what can we do maybe to help young women realize that this is such a valuable career path?
1: You're right that there is a lack of women in the field and there are so many terrific job opportunities in cybersecurity. It, it's a growing area with very high demand and a lack of, of resources. But I think in part we just need more women who are willing to take a risk, learn a new area, or put their hand up and say, I don't know all the intricacies of cybersecurity, but I want to learn and I have the capability to learn quickly. And um, I think it's important for women to realize that they can step out of their comfort zone and maybe try a new field, a new area. And... Cybersecurity really does require an interdisciplinary approach. So we need people with technical expertise as well as business savvy and sense with legal and policy expertise and the ability to manage a number of different areas and backgrounds to put it together within an organization or to help an organization through a crisis. So there are many women who who have great talent that could be applied in the cybersecurity field, and I think we need to encourage more of them to step into this great opportunity.
0: And you know, it's funny when you're talking about that, I'm thinking here is um, a very successful woman. You know, Judy, I I can't even tell you when I read your background, but you took law and then you blended law with cybersecurity and you launched um, such a powerful business and firm. But... There's also other blending. You know, there's there's another aspect to many of us as women, and um, I would love you to share with our women listeners today. I know you're a mom of two children, a son and a daughter. But you're also blending again, uh, a triathlete, a very successful marathon runner, and Ironman, and not only just a simple. I'll try the Ironman and do it one one time. Can you please share with us how all that, all of that, all of these different entities come together to make you who you are? Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, yeah, so
1: it's a lot to to juggle for m- most women, the, having a family and. Your children and family being foremost, and also developing a career. And I think it's important, and it took me a while to learn this, but to make sure that we take time for ourselves as well, for our own health and our own uh, stress relief in whichever way is best. And by having that time for ourselves, we can be the best mom we can be and the best wife we can be and the best person in our career, a business leader or whatever it is that we are doing because we have that grounding in that time. And so for me, I enjoy the the diversity of triathlon. I get to, to swim with friends and ride my bike as if I were still a kid and go running uh, when I can. And it's a lot to fit in. I get up very early and um, would try to be back before the kids are looking for me. But uh, it's a wonderful, uh, you know, wonderful blend to, to get it all in. And thankfully, you know, with, with a supportive spouse, but I had to carve that based in the in the pie of, of things because for many years, I said, there's not time for exercise, but maybe next year, I'll do it.
0: Well, you know, you're very humble though, Judy, because tell us a little about Ironman. You didn't you didn't just do Ironman once. Tell us how much you've done over the year because it's, uh, for me, when I heard that, I, I was a little in awe of the whole thing. So uh, my view is if you can do that, I can definitely get out once or twice a week and run four or five miles. <laughs>
1: Uh, thanks. Um, so, so the Ironman, it's a 140.6 mile race. There's a 2.4 mile swim, a 112 mile bike, and then a 26.2 mile run, a marathon, all in one day. The clock starts in the morning and goes until you're done. And I actually since I was a kid I wanted to be a triathlete, but I again the, you know, the negative voice in me thought, Oh, that's for real athlete and I actually didn't know how to swim very well but I took swimming lessons because I wanted to learn triathlon. I went out of my comfort zone. You started with a, a shorter distance and then did a half iron and then did a full and, and then wanted to get better and faster at the full. So decided I really like the, the discipline of the training of that. But doing the triathlon which was beyond my comfort zone, which was a new area that I had to fit into an already very busy work and family life made me also realize that I should listen more to the uh, voice inside that said, this is what I want to do. I can just do it as opposed to the other voice that, that was much more conservative and maybe more negative. And I thought if I can do a triathlon, I can open my own business too. And, And that was part of the the process of being comfortable taking thoughtful, calculated, researched risk, but taking risk to stretch beyond what I thought I could otherwise do.
0: I love that voice inside of each of us because we both do have that voice, but you really did seize to listen to that voice that said stretch beyond your comfort zone, not only when you decided to open your firm in your career as a mom, making sure that you're, you're partaking in physical um, exertion not to achieve and to and to feel. And I can imagine when you're running in things how it clears our heads sometimes to take ourselves out of the day-to-day. I, we do this every interview. We ask the, the women that join us to leave the women that are listening with just one thing, That you think was life changing for you or advice to give them when they're riding in a car or they're listening to this podcast and they're saying to themselves, wow, I haven't run in years or I haven't started that firm that I've been thinking about or I haven't made that call. What would be the one piece of advice you would give them? Um, If I could say two quickly.
1: Um, sure. You, one. This is
0: this is a women's talk show. You can say five. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Well, just two. But one is from a book that I read called "Run Like a Mother" years ago, and it was a line that really rang true for me. And it said, "Don't say anything to yourself that you wouldn't say to your best friend." And so often we speak negatively in our own to our own selves and hold ourselves up to unrealistic demands as as a mother or as a person in our job or whatever it may be. And and I thought that was very good advice for me. And the, the second piece is don't be afraid to fail. If you're doing what you believe is right, don't be afraid to take a risk and don't be afraid to fail because then just pick yourself up and go back at it.
0: Judy, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. This has been absolutely wonderful. You are inspiring. I will tell you tomorrow morning, I will be out running again. So thank you so much. (laughs) You were an inspiration to me and I think so many that are listening. So thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.